You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 and 7 p.m. My name's Annie. I'm one of the cell leaders here uh, at South Broad. And we're, like everybody's been talking about, we're starting this new season uh, of growing deep in the city and how different spiritual disciplines can give us new life. Uh, One of the ones that just jumps out at me as being so transformative in my own life is uh, the discipline of community, which might not seem uh, like a discipline. I don't think I really saw it as that. Um, Felt like it was something that just happened or was lucky if it worked out and you were around people that it felt safe and comfortable, and and sometimes that didn't happen. But I think just kind of part of my own story about community starts uh, when I moved to Philadelphia. And next week marks six years since I moved to Philadelphia, Um, right? Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, It was the week before my 22nd birthday. You can calculate my age now, but that's fine. Um, And I was I was moving from my college dorm in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Stopped over at my parents' house in western Pennsylvania and then moved into the top floor of a row home on 9th and Spruce, right by Pennsylvania Hospital. I knew one person that lived in the city. She was kind of on her way out, uh, too. And I was starting medical school in a few weeks. And that, that first year in Philly was the loneliest time of my life. Uh, to date, and thankfully I had, I had found out about Circle of Hope through an old professor in, in Nashville. He had family who lived here and went to Circle of Hope, and so he recommended that to me when I knew I was moving to Philly, and uh, I had a friend that visited me the first couple weeks that I, that I was living here, and I think that was probably the only reason that I was able to walk through the doors, and uh, I met Rod, and I got connected to a cell right away, but I was also starting this really intense academic experience and was attending, you know, sporadically here and there. I'm that person who, like, showed up for a cell and disappeared for two months. And uh, at the meet, all the while, like, figuring out what it meant to live in this city by myself. Um, And I, I was longing for God in that time. Like, I had grown up in the church. I had, like, small remnants of my parents' faith, but... Uh, very little of my own identity in Jesus. And I was so lonely that year uh, in true form, uh, I bought a book on loneliness because intellectualizing my problem was going to solve it, right? Uh, it was a good book, but didn't really do the trick. Uh, and there, you know, there were times that I would spend an entire weekend studying and Without, without any human interaction. I mean, my mom might call me, right, because she was good at that. But I would like, steal myself up to go to the Sunday meeting, right? Sunday afternoon would come around. And I um, would get ready, and I would go to, like, open my apartment door, which might be the first time I was doing that that weekend, and had the closest thing to a panic attack that I've ever probably felt, where I just completely lost my breath, felt completely overwhelmed, and said, nope, 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 and backed away from the door and said, this is too hard. I can't, I can't do it. 
uh, I was walking from Ninth and Spruce to Broad and Washington at the time. Uh, the subway was still too much for me. Couldn't figure that out. Or did I want to? Or, and it was scary and smelled bad. And uh, bus stops on a Sunday are not reliable. I found out the hard way. Uh, so I, I was walking. And so I'd walk, you know, I would walk the mile and a half to church by myself, and I would sit in the back row by myself, and I would make small talk and try to meet new people, and then I would leave and walk home by myself. Uh, it wasn't really helping the loneliness part, right? Like, I was still doing a lot of that by myself. And it was too much. As much as I, I felt this, you know, need maybe for community, that it, that it could be good for me, but I was like, oh, this is just not going to work where, where I'm at right now. Uh, but somehow, I you know gradually committed to coming to cell, and uh, it got to the point where it was even nights like before big exams, like I was at cell because that Thursday night was like a breath of air. The first time I was coming up for air that whole week, and I I walked seven blocks to my cell meeting uh, in Rittenhouse from my apartment and brought everything with me, right? Brought all of my anxiety, all of my stress, uh, all of my emotions into that cell meeting, but I was, I was there. And uh, I was starting to see Jesus in the midst of these people and, and forming relationships. And it, it kept me coming back, uh, even when everything else in life was hard. I was still experiencing that loneliness. Um, but you know, our cell grew as the year went on, and we multiplied. I became an apprentice and then a cell leader and introduced to like a whole new level of community with other leaders and uh, in trainings and coordinating groups, and it, it was really great you know, that I was in this new place. Um, and then kind of coming to the end of three years in Philly, the cell that I was leading really struggling to stay afloat. We had someone going through a really intense personal crisis and a bunch of other ones were moving away and it was just this whole mess of chaos that I was trying to lead. And after a few stressful meetings, we, um, we had you know, like one big meeting and one big conflict and it ended all dramatically and like that was it. And as a new leader, I was like, okay, done, failed. I'm out. Uh, it was it was it was pretty traumatic, and I had the support of other leaders around me, and that helped definitely. But there there was also this time in my life where I was uh, starting my last year of med school and didn't know if I wanted to stay in Philadelphia. Like four years sounded like a lot. More than four years sounded like way too much. So I didn't really know if I could do that. Uh, or if I was even going to get to choose just the way that the system works. And I was interviewing, you know, starting to interview all around the country uh, for where I was going to spend, like, the next four years of my life. So it felt like a good time, right, to just, like, I'm going to take a break. I'm good. I'm going to not be in cell for a little bit. Like, I, I might not even be here next year. So, you know, what's the point? And... Uh, Thankfully, God was calling me through that, and Rachel uh, talked to me during one of the Sunday meetings and, and told me about her cell that was starting, and it was uh, meeting at this guy Jimmy's apartment in North Philly. I think Google Maps says Strawberry Mansion. That's where I got that from. Uh, but 
because <laughs> I, I had to Google map it every time I drove there. Because um, I, was, I was still living in Center City. I had recently got, got a car. Um, and that was a stretch, right? To like drive out of your Center City bubble on a weeknight um, was a lot. And then I didn't know anyone in this cell. And Rachel wasn't going to be there for that first meeting. And she'd given me the address. I was like, ah, do I really want to do this again? Um, and I talked myself out of it several times before I actually got in my car that night and drove there. And I don't, I don't know if you can understand the amount of discomfort I had walking up those stairs and knocking on that door. Um, if you haven't figured out, I'm pretty introverted. Um, if the story's not conveying that to you. But um, and in the midst of that, right, I'm just like, why, why am I doing this to myself? Why, what's the point? Why does this have to be so hard? Uh, my little tiny corner in Center City on my couch was calling my name, like, loudly. Like, Annie, come back. What are you doing? And um, thankfully, before I had the chance to run away, Jimmy answered the door and, like, let me in. Uh, and I, you know, I stayed in that cell. And it was so inconvenient. You know, I was working a lot at the time. And I would work, like, a 16-hour shift, and I would run from the hospital in my scrubs and jump in my car and drive 20 minutes. And I would show up like 30 to 45 minutes late, tired, hungry, and like falling asleep. And uh, it was still, uh, in that cell, I was being open to new ways of meeting God uh, because of the people around me and seeing how uh, these people who are very different from me were experiencing him. Uh, my friend Christina lent me a book this week called Making All Things New by Henry Nowen, who's one of my um, favorite authors. And I'm going to be quoting him a lot tonight. But the first quote is, uh, the discipline of community makes us people who are sounding through to each other a truth, a beauty, and a love which is greater, fuller, and richer than we ourselves can grasp. In true community, we are windows, constantly offering each other new views on the mystery of God's presence in our lives. This is exactly what that cell was for me. Uh, several people in my cell were in recovery, and through sharing life uh, with them, I was able to open up my heart to some of my own struggles, things that I hadn't really dealt with and kind of closed off. Um, I was, at the time, had a pretty strained relationship with my brother who was in the middle of his own fight with addiction and living in my hometown with my parents, and it was this huge stress on my family and um, had caused a lot of heartache and something that I had closed off in my life. And there was this abundance of support and understanding uh, among, in my cell of something that felt so beyond my own ability to handle. And as this was all happening, I was you know, in, still interviewing to figure out what I was doing with my life and found that that I really did want to stay in Philadelphia and kind of choose to stay here, uh, which didn't really make sense, right, to people outside of my community. I was uh, 25, almost 26, going, you know, single, no kids, no family in the area. Like, why would, why would you stay? Like, why would you limit your career, you know, limit your career options? And, um, and I, I did. I, I chose to stay here because I was really starting to feel what community meant. Um, my comfort zone was definitely still in that cozy little center city apartment 
where I easily could have stayed. And no one really like questioned my way of life. I was young, independent, single, pursuing you know, my pre professional dreams of becoming a doctor in the city. Uh, and I wouldn't have questioned it either if I hadn't been in community. But uh, by hearing the voice of God through my cell, this is not how my life was working out. Uh, through a lot of conversations with people and a lot of prayer on my own time too, I was able to feel God you know, moving me towards inviting my brother uh, to pick up his life in our hometown and move to Philadelphia, to live with his sister, who he barely talked to. Uh, this meant moving to a bigger place that I could afford, uh, which means far away from Center City, uh, down here to South Philly. And this place, um, I can still feel that, like looking at when we were looking at houses down here, felt so far from everything and everyone I knew. Uh, totally foreign from the, the past four years that I, that I had been living. And uh, I was starting a new phase of, of my career. My brother was picking up his life, starting over here. And we decided to do that together in a little tiny row house on a little tiny block uh, in the lower Moyamensing neighborhood, which I didn't know existed until I moved into it. Um, and th those first few months were really hard. I was, I was working 80 to 90 hours a week. My brother was starting a new job. I was the most exhausted I'd ever been in my life. And we were trying to figure out what the heck we were to each other, because um, we hadn't lived together since we were teenagers. And now all of a sudden we're seeing each other every day and interacting um, while he's still in the midst of addiction. And uh, I, was, I was held by our community and you know, through the support of that, things slowly grew up around me. Um, one of the things that was really important to me was I, so I grew up here um, in Western Pennsylvania. That's my house right there. Um, <laughs> great question. Um, there's not a whole lot of other things going on around this, but um, that's, a, that's a different sermon of why I left. But I, so this, this space and this green, and this nature are like a part of me. And so living in the city, you don't get this. And so that was a frustrated part of me. So when, I, when we were moving, I was like, I really want some outdoor space. Because um, I didn't have any in my center city apartment. And the house we moved into, which is probably the only reason I rented this house, uh, was I had a small garden in the back. And um, it had these three little wimpy ivy uh, vines growing in it that I left there. And I spent a lot of time on this patio, uh, feeling so small and incompetent and stressed and exhausted. Uh, but like I said, community was growing up around me. Um, a few months after we moved there, the Sensenigs bought a house literally like three blocks away, uh, which was a godsend. And then we all bought this old funeral home just a couple more blocks away. And uh, two years later, this is what my back patio looks like through no effort of my own. Okay, like I did nothing to do this. Um, but it's become such a symbol for me of the abundance that I've experienced. 
through all of the suffering of, um, of choosing community in those, in those moments. And I was walking around with my mom a couple weeks ago, and you know those like really scary little alleys between houses, like between people's back patios in the middle of the block? Um, we happened to look down it, and my mom's much more observant than I am. And we saw this, and it took us a little bit to figure out, but like that's, that's my wall, and that's the ivy literally spilling out over my concrete wall into the alley. And like I said, beyond my imagination, beyond any care that I put into this, um, I was feeling this, this sense of abundant community where I was struggling through the, the fighting neighbors and the parking and the concrete to tree ratio and all of that. Um, this, was, this was growing in the midst of that. And I think, you know, staying in that and, and being in that process, you know, people have come in and gone in my life, uh, sometimes abruptly, others that, that slow fade. Uh, people lead with you. You start sharing your life, your friends, your house with them. And sometimes they stay, and sometimes they walk right back out. And it can be, like, through a text message. It's, like, heartbreaking sometimes. And this ebb and flow can be, like, really, truly painful. And I think when we talk about the discipline of community, it's, it's not about committing yourself to the people and hanging on to them. Um, Henry Nowen talks about it like clinging to people in fear. Um, it's about committing to the movement of Jesus. And then by doing that, you find the capacity to love these people without the fear of the rejection uh, and the abandonment. Uh, I think Paul casts a really good vision of this in Ephesians. I'm going to read it for you. This is um, Ephesians 3. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for, for, because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Whoa, like there's a lot in that. Um, and there's definitely times I've experienced that. I mean, just through the life-changing moment of my brother moving here in the midst of his own addiction and six months later um, starting his journey of recovery um, and being supported by the community around me, because it was not something I could do by myself at all, uh, was to support him and love him through that. Uh, so I, f I felt the, 
the intensity of this at certain points in my life, but I think it's hard to feel it every day. So I think that's the question, right? Like, how do we do this every day? How do you keep choosing community when it's really hard? And uh, how do you see God in it? And I hope you can hear, at least in my story, how little effort that I put into being ready for community, okay? So all of that, like having enough time, having enough energy or emotional capacity, I flat out do not have any of that. But through the practice of just showing up, um, I've learned to rely on Jesus for all of those. And you might feel that. You might feel that like, I'm not ready feeling if someone you know, asks you to lead or asks you to be part of a cell or join a team. Uh, and saying yes to everything isn't necessarily the answer. I think some people have found that discipline to be like really fruitful, but I don't, I don't think that's what it is for everybody. Uh, but maybe getting over some of the hang-ups or the reflexive no's could be. I think uh, what we do in Circle of Making a Covenant is another practice of, of this discipline. And I haven't made any or very many vowels in my life, but making that covenant finally when I you know, got around to it, uh, of, you know, I was following Jesus and then thus rooting myself, rooting my life in this community uh, was a serious thing. And I think the gravity of that gets me through some of the days where it is hard. Um, and I do want to make a point because this, this could like feel like a lot, right? Like, whoa, back up. This is way too much. Um, there's other disciplines that go hand in hand with this. I think the big one being, uh, the discipline of solitude, of you know your alone time with God. That's that's totally part of this. And I think um, Henry Nouwen says it better than I can, so I'm going to quote him again. Uh, he says, through the discipline of solitude, we discover space for God in our innermost being. Through the discipline of community, we discover a place for God in our life together. Both disciplines belong together precisely because the space within us and the space among us are the same space. This idea has you know, taken a while to kind of have a foothold in my faith. Um, but for me, at this, at this stage, it means that like, meeting with others in the church, whether that's cell or a leadership, leadership team meeting, um, or I'm just meeting up with a friend who's, who's struggling, um, it's not invading on my alone time or my independence. These aren't like duties that are tying me down. They're, they're in that same space as my inner life with Jesus. Um, that's not to say that I don't have my moments of laying on my couch, like watching TV for hours. I still, I still am an introvert. That hasn't gone away, uh, which also means that those like uncomfortable moments of talking to new people and making small talk and reaching out, even to my friends sometimes, um, is still difficult. It hasn't gone away. It doesn't necessarily easier, but uh, as I grow deeper in the kingdom of God, I find more energy to kind of fight that convenience and isolation of one, being a millennial, <laughs> two, living in the city. Uh, like any good millennial, um, I can order food on Grubhub get it delivered to my door in 30 minutes. I've already tipped the driver on the app so I can interact with him for like max four seconds as he hands me my food. Uh, I can control who I talk to and how much. Like I can watch your Instagram story, but I don't, I'm not gonna call you on the phone to like chat about your day. Uh, 
I can Netflix and chill all weekend long, put that as a hobby on my online dating profile and call it a day, right? I mean, people do that. It's, that's real. Um, but being in community with you, the church, calls me out of that into, into a new life with Jesus. And I'm saved over and over again every day from, from that isolation. Um, I hope in this you can, wherever you're at on that cycle, because I think it is a cycle of the struggle and the abundance of community, uh, that, you can, that you can find where God's leading you. It might be from one to the other, or, and it might feel like you're going around in a circle. Um, but I think that there's huge moments um, and opportunities for growth in that and um, moving from that, that smallness and that emptiness um, of what our culture offers into, into something bigger, into um, what Jesus offers us. And there's, just to kind of close out, there's one more quote um, from, of now and from the same book. And he says, how then can we move from fragmentation to unity, from many things to the one necessary thing, from our divided lives to undivided lives in the spirit? A hard struggle is required. It is the struggle to allow God's spirit to work in us and recreate us. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.